The show you're about to listen to is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of WOW Radio, Harbor Blue Group, or their sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. To the Emperor and the Emperor's Court on World of Warcraft Radio. Ooh, babe, is that your epic man, or are you just happy to see me? All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland Effect does rock, and I am the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Bitterly cold and 16 inches of snow in the last 48 hours. But I am here. You're listening to the Emperor's Court on World of Warcraft Radio. Welcome. It's good to be back. It's good to have the show back on the air here, where the show got its original start some, what, almost two years ago. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I want to, again, focus on that quick warning you heard. Not that I'm dropping F-bombs, this is one giant cuss fest for the next two hours, but I tend to take a more humorous look at things. Some of the songs I play tend to be from independent bands. Not a great deal of swearing, but a great deal of comedy. I believe that entertainment is the whole focus of what we're doing here, so ladies and gentlemen, know that now. In this show, nothing is sacred and no one is safe. We're corpse camping the rest of internet radio. Amen. All right. If you want to get in the discussion before I get to the topic and then whole intro that I've been saving up for a whole week, here's what you need to do. If you want to get in touch with us and talk to us, you can get us on irc.wowirc.com. We are in channel WOW Radio. You can hit me up on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP, the number one, and the letter G. If you'd like to contact me via email for after the show, something you like, something you hated, your name is Draken and you want to complain about the music that's in the pregame and subject everybody to two hours of Sesame Street, you can email me at emperor1g at cox, <laughs> no, cox dot net, emperor1g at cox dot net. All right, where to begin? Well, I suppose at the beginning. Who am I? Well, I am the emperor, as I've just mentioned, of Clan Imperial Guard. Um, my clan uh, has been in gaming since 1996. I've been doing quote-unquote professional quake playing on and off. I actually paid for the first couple years of college. I've been broadcasting on the internet, uh, specifically for video games, since the release of Warcraft 3, The Reign of Chaos. Uh, I'm an award-winning broadcaster online. I've won, actually, oddly enough, uh, the Blizzard competition for the Warcraft 3 Season 3 last year for their audio competition. Uh, I've taken home a uh, TotalWar.org award, a couple other things, so I've... I've been around the block as far as this goes. Where does the Emperor Court start? Well, back in the day, uh, shortly after World of Warcraft Radio got a start, WCRadio.com got a start, um, I was asked to do a show. 
obviously, is the Empress Court. And we covered a variety of different topics about World of Warcraft. It was exceptionally popular. Um, the show aired on Sunday evenings, and it was up against another show on another network that was seen as a rival. Within three weeks, we were consistently beating their numbers. Pat on the back for me. Long story short, too late. Um, there were some problems with the website, some problems with the staff, and rather than go through all the dramatics and everything else, I pulled the show, and it's been airing on the Radio Link network for the last year and a half. Uh, we still have a very good working relationship with Radio Link. The problem is that I foresaw after a while is that we focus more on other games than World of Warcraft, uh, basically because we're a bunch of bloodthirsty jackasses, and there isn't a whole lot of PvP for World of Warcraft. At least there hasn't been enough up until the release of the expansion. With the Burning Crusade coming out, I thought, well, what the hell? They actually have listened to us to a degree, and they've brought enough flavors player out there for us to discuss. It's something of interest. The problem is, the audience I was broadcasting to had no interest in World of Warcraft. Things like Darkfall, the upcoming Warhammer game, um, other varieties of that, first-person shooters, RTS, which are all things that I would love to broadcast and keep going. But let's be honest. Right now, the biggest dog in the yard, the biggest dog in the block, is the World of Warcraft. So, now, WCRadio.com is a far different thing, fast forward a year and a half, is a far different entity than it was when I pulled the show a year and a half ago. So, here it is again, re-airing on their airwaves, and it's good to be back. I hope you enjoy it. And hope you stick with it. All right, topics of discussion tonight. By God, we have a lot to get through and not a whole lot of time. So let's get right to it. The biggest topic tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the arena. All right, you had to know we were going to go with this. We're going to go ahead and preview the arena. I'm going to give you some thoughts. I'm going to give you a couple of opinions. I want feedback from you. And this is one thing that I that it's very important to me, not just as a broadcaster, but you know, as a gamer. I want to know what you guys think whether it be IRC, whether it be Instant Messenger, and I may not respond right away because there is a bit of a delay between what you're hearing and what happens, or, or what you're saying, you know, or what I, what you're hearing and what's going on. Uh, it's just the way the Internet is. Oh, they have the Internet on computers now. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But it is something I want the interactivity, I want the opinions of you, the player, you, the listener, as to how we go along in this. All right, so the arena is going to be what we're going to focus on tonight. I want to preview it. I have a couple ideas, a couple opinions. Uh, the arena launches, actually, I believe it launches at midnight tonight, or 12.01, which will be the 16th. That is tomorrow. So it is a perfect time, you would maybe think it was planned this way, that we would have the show right before the arena starts. All right? That is going to be the big topic of discussion tonight, if you want. All right? I'm adjusting my notes. Pause for dead air. All right, that being done, let's get started. All right, what is the arena? For those of you who are not player versus player oriented, this is probably the one feature, in my opinion, that is the most important to World of Warcraft. More important than the 25-man raid instances, the change from 40-man to 25-man. All right, more important than the fact that anybody and their mother can make gold in the Burning Crusade. So that the economy is much, much more fluid, much easier for you to experience you know, parts of the game by being able to buy them. This is important because, at its core, deep down, everybody is competitive. Everybody is that silent little jerk that just wants to go out and kill somebody, who wants to put themselves against somebody else, who wants to test their own skills against those you're facing. The arena gives you that chance. Two on twos, three on threes, and five, five, five on fives. That's what the arena is. Basically, it's going to work very similar the way I understand it, the way they've explained it. 
is going to work very similar to the way the World of Warcraft 3 ladder currently does. Very simple. You have three varieties of games. You have your two-on-twos, your three-on-threes, and your five-on-fives. All right, what you have to do is much like when you make a guild, again, this is all subject to change. You guys who are in the beta who've actually got a chance to play it, you would know. All right, but you have to get some people together. You have to sign a uh, charter just like you would a guild. You get to pick a flag just like you would your tavern, and you can sign up. All right, now the winners of this thing, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, I guess we'll just keep going with the way the game's played. You queue up just like a battleground, and it randomly selects you and puts you against, you know, other two-on-two groups in your battle group, not just on your realm. Here's the cool thing, and here's to me is one of the more important things, is that you get to fight other people from your own faction. Now, Emperor, you say, why is this so important? What the hell do I care now that they have paladins, we've got shamans, or we've got paladins, they have shamans? Here's why. At least on my server... I have a list. Okay, well, maybe I don't actually have a list, but damn it, I have good memory of the jerks and jackasses that populate my server who I'd love to shove my boot up their rear. And a lot of my guildmates have the same thing, and I'm sure you do too. There's people on, on your faction who you honest to God hate. You hate Either they've ninja looted you, or they've wiped your group, or there's some idiot who talks in general all the friggin' time. That's what you... I mean, trust me, you know exactly who, you, who it is you want to nail. And you have that ability. You have the chance that you can face them. Now, granted, they, you know, it, the chances are, are very slim, I guess, when it comes right down to it. Because you have a battle group, what, of 12 servers, 10 servers? And all the teams that'll be signing up for this thing. So it's random. You never know who you face. But just think of the thrill if you happen to see coming out of the door across from you when the arena opens, and it's insert whatever moron's name you want, and you get to kill him. You get to take a screenshot, you get to take a fraps video, you get to post it on the forums, you get to tell your friend. well, maybe you don't want to tell your friends because they'll look at you funny, but you can tell your guildmates. They might appreciate it. <laughs> Somebody in channel wants wants me to fight the Zins. Now, for those who don't know, and I, if you're playing World of Warcraft, yeah, i got to imagine you know. On our server, on the Mac Theridan server, on our PvP server, there is this guy um, who has five characters slaved to one computer. He's got four mages and a priest. All the characters are on one keyboard, so they all can do... I mean, think about it. Pyroblast, 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 Pyroblast. You know, shield, 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 shield. Try facing that in a five-on-five. This guy is going to randomly select and slaughter whoever the hell he wants. He's a, I've been in a battlegrounds with it. This guy is a friggin' machine! You know, get off the tracks when the train's rolling through type machine. All five of his characters have hit High Warlord. I'm sorry, no, they've hit Warlord. All five of his characters have are completely decked out in Epic Gear. Uh, this is a man, however he does it, I, I've never actually paid enough attention. Never looked into it to take a look. But this is on the U.S. side, Mac Theridan, U.S., in case you didn't tell by the voice, I'm an American. So if you're on the U.S. side, you're on my battle group, chances are you've seen the Zins running around. And they're called Zins because they're like X, Z-I-N, X-Zin, Y-Zin, G-Zin, etc. There's like five of them running around. So it, no, that's not a group I want to face. <laughs> Actually, um, in the second hour, this, we, this show goes until 1030. Uh, we're going to take a look, at least I want to focus in a little bit on the different races, or not the races specifically, but the different classes and how I think they're going to they're gonna face up and 
uh, how they're going to do you know, in the arena system. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I tend to do that. Sometimes I have to stop, look around my studio slash spare guest room in the back of my house. When my brother, the freeloader, visits, I can say that. Actually, it's not really funny unless he's here. The Baron Von Gosu. Yeah, for those of you who are veterans of the show and remember some of the different personalities come through here, Baron Von Gosu, Mystic Mim, Irish, a couple of the other ones, they will, from time to time, hop on to give us their hopefully sober visions of wisdom. Some play the game, some don't, always entertaining. I don't think we'll have that tonight, but you never know. You never know what's going to drop out. All right, back to the arena. Now we know what it is. It's a 2-on-2, 3-on-3, 5 5 Here's the catch. You can be in more than one team, all right? You can be in, like, a 2-on-2 team, a 3-on-3 team, and a 5-on-5 team, okay? But you cannot mix and match, meaning I can't decide to be in this 2-on-2 team and this 2-on-2 team, although you can drop from your arena team and join up with somebody else. So if you're a leech and you hurt absolutely, if you suck with a capital S at PvP, all right, or you don't have the gear, or you just want to, you know, mooch off of somebody else with a higher ranking, you can do that. You can drop and join people. The most people you can have on your team, I believe, is 10. So if I, you have a 5-on-5, five 3-on-3, five, three three, etc., I believe the biggest your roster can have is 10. No, you cannot leech. People are asking me in, in IRC if they can leech off me. No, you cannot leech off me. Although I have enough muscle for a whole guild to leech off of, and they have been for 10 years. A couple of my guys are listening tonight. <laughs> We've been gaming for a long time. There's two different arenas. There are two different... Um, trying, to, trying to think the best way. If you actually haven't been in the arena, I know a lot of you haven't. They've been up if you want to do practice sessions. They, Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm looking at my notes. We'll get to that in a minute as to how the arena teams are set up as far as their rankings. But think of it as the movie Gladiator, if you've ever seen it. All right, It's the same thing. There's this giant room, you enter into it, you have no idea who's going to be on the other side when you face it. At least in the battleground, before it starts, you can usually bring up the roster and you can see you know, what the other team's name are, what server they're from, and what their, their makeup is. Are they a rogue? Are they a priest? Are they a druid? You, you have not a clue when this thing starts. All right. The first one is the Ring of Trials. Um, I believe that is located in Nagrand, in the, the Burning Crusade. All right. Basically, it's just like... A Roman Coliseum, just like Gladiator, it's a wide open space, not too wide. All right, a five on five, I think, will get a little crowded. And there's four pillars in the center. So if you're a hunter, you can, you know, kind of duck behind there and shoot. That line of sight works in your favor in this particular case. Um, there's a couple tornadoes that'll appear after. I think it's uh, one minute. A cyclone will appear, and you know, will grab something and throw you. That type of deal. It's been my experience in most two on two and three v three matches. Uh, the match doesn't last a minute or 90 seconds. After 96 minute and a half, there's two little power-ups that appear at the sides of the arena that you can get. And for the low, low cost of 15% of your total health, you get to see things that are invisible. Yay! Because after 90 seconds, you know, the rogue who hasn't jumped you yet is still creeping around invisible, and you can get the jump on him. Not, not likely. Not likely. Five on five, that may take 90 seconds. Most fights are done and over with. Okay, the second battleground, and this one I'm not very crazy of, is the Circle of Blood. And this one's supposedly in the Blades Edge Mountains. I don't know that it really matters where the hell they're located, uh, other than the theme. But essentially, there's like a little drawbridge in the center, all right? There's, when you enter the arena, giant doors open, and you walk in, 
and you turn left, you turn left, and you run straight, and there's a ramp up to a bridge. The bridge goes over like a little chasm to the other side where the other team comes out. Granted, you're going to get the high ground if you want to fight for the bridge, but you can also fight in the ground if you choose. I mean, there's no pikes or water or anything down there. If you know, there's nothing that's going to hurt you. You know, the two power-ups, the little shadow power-ups, let you see invisible stuff. They're on the ground if you want to grab them. The reason I'm not too fond of this is because line of sight sucks. In my personal opinion, the circle of blood really tends to favor, you know, up close and personal combat. I mean, if you're a warrior, you can charge right across that the right across the bridge, nail somebody, and you're, you know, you're good to go. You're within their range. I mean, if you're a hunter, you got to stop them coming across. You got to throw down a trap right the freak away. All right, again, getting ahead of myself. We'll get to that as far as strategies go. So, yeah, I'm aware that they're actually in Aggard and they're actually in Blade Fist. You can walk into them. See, I did that. Funny story. A little side note. Yep, yeah, yeah, you'll like the story. There's a clanmate of mine. Um, I won't use the name I called him at the time on the radio because a lot of people tune out. But we'll just call him Desperado. And Funny Man said, hey, hey, Emp, there's a quest in here. Because we were doing Nagran a couple days ago. Actually, it was last week. He says, come on, let's go in here and get this last quest. Because we completed almost every quest in the, in the friggin' zone. And he's a 70 warlock at the time. I play a mage and a hunter. Primarily a mage. I'm only like 68. So I walk into this thing, and it looks familiar. It looks like the arena. And I'm looking around. I don't see a quest giver. And he drops out of my party. I'm like, what? What the hell? I turn around, and I notice I have now three dots on me. He's red, and I'm dead. I mean, no sooner do I put up Prosper dead. Then he's laughing on Ventrilo. Everybody's laughing on Ventrilo. Apparently, he's pulled this trick before. I didn't know. So, yeah, that, that was a great story. Wow, your story is very compelling, Mr. Jackass. But it was funny. Well, I wasn't happy at the time, because he killed me. But yeah, anybody can walk into the arenas actually in the world. You don't actually have to queue up if you don't want to. All right, If you just want to practice with your buddies, you can go in there and go ahead and practice. Because as soon as you enter it, it's kind of like the uh, Guruvashi Arena in Stranglethorn Vale. As soon as you walk in, everybody's a target. So that's how that goes. But yeah, funny story, sir. Actually, I think he's actually in the IRC channel, more likely... Probably laughing at me. So you all get a chuckle at the Emperor's expense. So if your buddy says, hey, there's a quest in here, let's go do this one, don't trust him. Or let him go first and then kill him. That's really your best thing. All right, so those are the two arenas. Now, here's the thing. Why is this so important is what it comes down to. And this is what I was getting at when we started. Going back to my original theme here. To me... The arena is probably the most important part, the most important aspect of the expansion for the Burning Crusade because it's a several-month-long season. You know, back in the day, for those of us who played Warcraft 3, and you know what I'm talking about, on the old ladder system, if you got off to a horrible start and you lost a ton of matches, it was impossible to climb yourself out of the basement. You basically had to start a new character and start from scratch. Now, I don't necessarily agree with the different changes Warcraft 3 has had, and if you haven't played it, this won't make any sense to you. But essentially what they did is they took, and I think, I think it's chess. They basically took the way that they, that professional chess players, world-class chess players, 
um, compete against, and their ranking system, they took that. Essentially, this is how I understand it works. You play X amount of games. You know, it's just like getting an average in bowling. The more you bowl, let's say you bowl a couple of games to get an average, all right? If you're smart, you complete, you throw the ball in the gutter, you get a zero score so that your handicap when you play the next guy is huge. Now, in this, you don't get a handicap, but it works similar. If you suck for the first week or two, you're going to get a much lower ranking, all right? Now, how does this work to your benefit, you ask? Simple. If your rating is so abysmal and so in the gutter that no matter who you lose against, you're not going to go any further. You're not going to fall any further. Anybody you beat, if you actually start to try or you get better or you get gear or you finally figure out after 70 levels how to help to play your class and you find people who can do it with you, anybody you beat, you can climb right back into the ladder very quickly within a couple weeks. That is important. The second part of this is so vital is the fact that you only need to play 10 games a week to get your average in there. The more games you play, because it you know, only requires 10, and this is, and I'll, I'll get to this in a minute, this is why, all right? You only need 10 games. If you play more than that, you get great rewards. You get a hell of a lot more ranking if you win. If you lose, you know, you're going to fall. And you're going to fall fast. I mean, it would not be unusual. It's just like college football in a way, too. You know, if you continue to beat guys, yeah, your rank is going to go up and up and up until you stop. All right? You're gonna, you can only go so high. But as soon as you lose to that scrub college that 300 people go to, you could be unranked just like that. Just like that. The reason why this is important is because the casual gamer, the biggest bitch and complaint going into the Burning Crusade was the fact that the game did not cater to a casual gamer. All right. I'll look at my, actually, I think it's 10 wins. Thanks to the correction. You only have to win 10 games a week. Or is it, at any rate, you don't have to play an X amount of games. In Warcraft 3, you had to ladder like a fiend if you wanted to stay on top of the, top of the chart. World of Warcraft, you don't have to. This is a player versus player. This answers two biggest concerns and questions that Blizzard had was, one, how do we keep the PvP community quiet and happy? Because let's be honest, up to the Burning Crusade, they gave us jack. This gives us something to play for the next three months. You want to talk about distracting. And it doesn't take a humongous vestiture of time. Anybody can get ten buddies together... And go into the arena and fight. You can do it with just one guy. You can do it in a two-on-two. You can do it in a three-on-three. You don't need, you know, to get 15 other people to go into a Rathi base and to have a a chance in competing. You don't need to find you and nine others to go to Warsong Gulch to try and compete against, you know, pre-mades from other servers. A lot of people got very frustrated, and Lord knows I can understand that. Before we started PvPing on on a more consistent basis ourselves, it was a real pain in the ass to try and get into a pug and then get steamrolled in a matter of minutes against, you know, a full alliance group from, you know, insert server here. Hell, even our own servers before the cross-realm battlegrounds. This prevents that. What's going to prevent it more is when the next patch comes out. I think it's the next patch up. And I'm just, we're just going to kind of go over this because I think it's an important feature. It's not out yet, but this, you know, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. It goes in tandem with what I'm talking about. 
And the next patch, or a couple patches coming up soon, is that Blizzard is going to institute a program, an ability that will match you based on the based on gear against people of your own quality. So let's say you're in a small guild of friends, some drinking buddies, 10 people, 12 guys. You don't do the 25-man raids. You don't do, you know, the honor grind, etc. Okay? You can still compete. And eventually, based on the gear you have in your bank, you have in your person, you're going to face people like you with the same kind of gear. So the Tier 4 and the Tier 5 guys can face off against each other, and the schlubs that don't have any time or who pretends not to have any time and just suck and play a lot can face off against people of equivalency. This keeps people interested. Everybody has a chance of competing in this. Everybody has a chance of making a run for the finals. That is what's important. This feature more than all because anybody can get into the arena system. Not everybody can raid. Rash says, does that mean if you collect a crap load of greens, does that mean you fight nubs? Yeah, yeah pretty much, Rash. What it means is if, if you have nothing but greens... I'm, if you have level 60 gear at level 70, all right, you're going to get a point total. In your case, you'd get a zero or something equivalent. You're going to face against people that have the exact same or close to, so that it's, you know, quote-unquote, more fair. I mean, how many times, and for you guys in the small guilds and small clans, you know what I'm speaking of. How many times would you get together, you'd either queue up for, like, a, a pickup group or you get your guys together, and you'd actually, you know, get ready for a Warsong Gulch, only to find out that the team you're facing has 15 or 10 guys on Ventrilo, all in Tier 2 or Tier 3 gear. Might as well just pull your pants down, bend over, and smile, and wait for it, because you know what's going to happen. They're going to push you back, and they're going to camp you right at the, at the portal where you warp in. Or they're going to kill you right on the graveyard as you try and spawn. Happens every time. You know it. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it more fair, trying to make it more interesting for the general casual player. And that is important. That is going to spell the continuing interest in this game. Not the raids, 25-man raids. Not the insane amount of quests and not the money. Because this will keep people interested in competing for three months. Now, at the end of the three months, if they haven't had a good time, if they didn't see it worth their time, then maybe that'll be a problem down the road. But Blister doesn't worry about that. This gives them plenty of time to get another content patch out between now and then. That's essentially what it comes down to. Now, let's be honest. It's more fun competing against people, you know, of equal value. Yeah, we all have that Rocky mentality where we all want to be the underdog. We all want to take down the number one guy or the number one guild. And we ourselves did that a number of times. You know, there's something to be said about, uh, you know, skill and, and coordination and, and, you know, teamwork over a phenomenal amount of gear. Sometimes you can overcome that. Most times you can't. Remember, even at its very root, folks, this has not, this game has not changed. The very basic philosophy at its core has not changed. This is still a game based on gear. This helps take it out. This helps make it fun for everybody, or at least most people. I guarantee you that Blizzard is banking on this to keep us 
interested, to keep their hooks in us until they get another big content patch out for the Raiders and for people who like to do the dungeon crawl, and until they're ready to announce the next expansion, which I'm guessing they'll probably do sometime around June. Lokim is saying it's fun to fight a fixed team when you're in the fixed team's ventrilo. That's kind of cheating, but I applaud that. What's the old saying? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Now, there's a couple other rules um, that go into it hand-in-hand hand with the way the arena faces. A couple of uh, screwball rules that you have to pay attention to. Uh, yeah, I, I see that my producer is waving at me. Yes, I am well aware we're at the top of the hour. All right, folks, we're going to pick it up in the other half of the uh, other half of the uh, half hour at the top of the hour. Sorry, we got to take a commercial break. All right, just so you know, a real quick explanation before we go into it. For those of you tuning in who are new, be made aware. As we said, this is for a mature audience only. Then again, I'm not saying we're going to cuss you out till your ears are bleeding, but we run a bunch of commercials. They're comical, satirical. Some have a little bit of innuendo. Some of the songs we play are funny, but sometimes they have a little swearing. I just want to give you a heads up. Be aware. If you're easily offended, if you don't have thick skin, you're in the wrong place. Know that now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, again, we'll pick it up uh, after the uh, half hour. All right, see you in a few. Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunt and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, he's so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm. And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Hit Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. Once upon a time in the land of Azeroth, 
show up. All our tarot rums was filling up my cup. Today we catch no hassle in Strathome. Dropping bosses harder than John Holmes. Updated weekly, the shit is great. Can't say no more, cause the game don't work. Once upon a time in the land of Azeroth. Dave Chappelle fought David Hasselhoff. We started out life in the Valley of Trials. Now we stack gold in big ass piles. Looking through the books on top of the shelves. with you guys i know as soon as you guys heard this one everybody would want to know where the hell the song came from all right it's real simple they came from the futuristic sex robots that's right they're uh they're a how do they put it they're a gangster nerd rap band you can check out you can download their entire album it's free of charge it's on their website at the uh, futuristic sex robots with a z futuristic futuristic sex robots.com Check it out. Their entire album was there. It is absolutely hysterical. I got introduced to these guys uh, about a year ago, uh, maybe a little less, by one of the gentlemen who was on the Darkfall forums and was a promoter for different online bands. And you know, he was worked for a company that was a promotion. And they got me in touch with them and asked me to play some of their songs and talk to them. And uh, the guys are fantastic. You talk about talented. And I don't know if they've, any, if they've done anything recently. I haven't been there in a couple of weeks. But definitely check it out. It is well worth the download. In a way, I kind of don't want you to do that just so I can play some of the other songs down the road. And it won't be, you know, that big. I'm sorry, it'll be more of a big deal. So, again, in case you don't know, it's the Futuristic Sex Robots with a Z.com. Thank you, Max Map in Ventrilo, who put it up there. Anybody who's, I'm sorry, in IRC. Anybody in IRC who needs it. It is there. Again, real quick, this is the Emperor's Court. You're listening to it live. This is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Thank you for tuning in. It's about damn time. We've been at this for half an hour. Where have you been? All right. In case you want to get in the conversation, you can hit us up at irc.wowirc.com. We're in channel WOW Radio. 
or you can hit me up on AOL's instant messenger at EMP, the number one, and letter G. All right. Now, before the break, we were talking about things you cannot do in the arena, aside from touching your partners in inappropriate ways. Desperado, I'm looking at you. All right. A couple of things you can't do. One, you can't use any cooldowns for, I think, more than half an hour. So if it's a 30 or 60 minute or anything between cooldown, can't use it. Okay? There are no potions. You cannot come in with any buffs. As soon as you queue up from an arena and you enter the battlefield, all right, there's a staging area where you start. Your character is wiped clean. All your mana, all your health are fully charged. All your spells cost zero to cast. All right? But there's no potions. There's no engineering stuff. The only thing that you can use in arena are the bandages you made, you know, bandages, or conjured items. That's major health stone, you know, mana emerald, things of that nature. Okay, that's it. All right. The reason why they have you cleared of all buffs coming in is that way your clan mates standing outside can't give you mark of the wild, you know, uh, fortitude, etc., and then walk in and you're with a warlock who can't give you any buffs. Or you're worth a rogue, all right? The idea in mind is, it's kind of like what Teddy Roosevelt said, all right? You have to make do with what you have where you are. So think about that when you're building your teams. It is very important, all right? You don't want to short yourself. Uh, Buffs are the difference between winning and losing. Simple as that. They're one of those very important, you know, aspects of the game that sometimes aren't paid attention to. You just kind of take them for granted that your clanmate, your guildmate, is going to put them up and you're ready to go. All right? So keep that in mind when putting your team together. I know I did when we were putting ours together. All right? So, anyways, you get in the staging area and you can buff each other up. You can give each other, you know, the major health stones. And you can give them water. You can give them food. You can do, you know, whatever the case may be. All right? As soon as the arena begins, this is what happens. Again, you have the, the door in front of you. You have no idea what's on the other side. You have no idea what's coming at you. As soon as the match starts, you the gates open. You come running through. You know, I, I've seen everybody who, you know, from walking to running to, you know, hopping on your mounts and just charging at the enemy. There's a variety of different strategies, and I'll tell you what. We'll probably go into strategies more next week. After everybody's had a week to kind of play the game, play the arena, and we see what works, what doesn't work, we'll see how it all, you know, falls out. I'll tell you one thing. And it's one thing I noticed when I was practicing, doing the matches, is that rogues specifically, and I know I said we talk strategy next week, I'm just giving you a heads up what to expect. Rogues have a huge advantage, at least initially, in the arena, at least so far, that I've been fighting. is the fact that they can come in, they, I mean, they can invis, they can go stealth, while still in the staging area. When the battle starts, you don't see them. You have no idea where they are. If you're in an all-caster team, like a warlock, me and a warlock, me and Desperado, one of my buddies uh, online, we play, he's a warlock, or, you know, me and, say one of our druids, Mecha Hawker, etc., we walk in there, you can't see them. They've got the advantage right from the start. Add on top of that, Cloak of Shadows, which makes them damn near immune, if not immune, to caster spells. Whoa, if you're a cloth user, you know, get ready to get slapped around like a four-year-old in Kmart, buddy, because it's going to happen. So, know that now. This is a public service announcement. 
watch out for the rogues when the arena match starts. It's going to happen. On the plus side, you may want to go out and recruit a few rogues if you don't know any. <laughs> we have a couple good rogues on our squad. We just got to get them to 70 in time. Yeah, T-minus three hours the arena launches, so prepare. One of the questions I'm getting on Instant Messenger is, do you think it's really fair that the buffs are removed? Well, absolutely, and I can understand the logic behind it. I, okay, let, look at it this way. Let's say your group, for whatever godforsaken reason you chose, you want a rogue and a warrior. All right, not exactly two classes known for buffs. Now, if you go in there, uh, let me explain it this way. You're a rogue and a warrior. Okay, maybe you've thought of some grand strategy that you intercept them, and then stonelock them, and then bash them, and kick their ass, and whatever. You know, mortal strike and everything else. You've got a disadvantage because you don't have not prayer fortitude, you know, not mark of the wild, or let's say you're a caster, you're a warlock and a rogue, or whatever. Is it really fair? Uh, here's another one. Mechahawk brings up another mark of the horde, rallying cry of the dragon slayer. You know, other ones, you know the the you know mark of hell scream, etc. Those are huge advantages to go into a match. Do you think it's fair that you on your server are now matched up against people who have Mark of the Horde, dra you know, Rallying Cry of the Dragon Slayer. You know, you find a rogue has got, you know, Powered Fortitude. He's got yeah, whatever, however many potions he chugged before he came in. Let's say he's got a flask, uh, flask of Fortitude. Gives you 2,000 extra, or 1,200, whatever, 2,000 or 1,200 uh, hit points. You know, and he drank a, a elixir of uh, major agility before coming in. And, you know, etc. Do you see where this is going? It would be disgusting. You'd be playing against super opponents. Absolutely, I think it's fair. And I think it's a great idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. Now, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with not allowing potions in the use of the arena. I think the ability to heal yourself on the fly is a very integral part of combat. You know, especially PvP. I'm all for, in world PvP, anything goes. And we'll get to that in future shows down the road. I don't give a damn, which you can get you and nine of your friends who are bored stiff and camp South Shore for an hour, which is what we did a couple nights ago. Long story, I'll get into it some other time. Roru saying potions would be unfair. Potions would be fair. I'd be fine with potions. Once the arena started, you can drink a potion. Think about it. Potions have a two-minute, and elixirs have two-minute cooldowns. Great, you get to chug one potion. I guarantee most matches will be over before two minutes are up. And every two-on-two -two and three-v-three match I've played, practicing over the last three or four days, I think I've had maybe two or three matches that went more than a minute, or more than a minute and a half. You know, Korn's saying if you ban potions, you have to ban engineering stuff as well. They did. Now that, I can understand. That is a different story, okay? Engineering is not the same as alchemy, okay? Anybody can drink a potion. You don't need to be trained to pop a cork in a bottle and drink it. Any idiot can do that. I know, I've seen plenty of idiots drinking, and I know a lot of idiots. Engineering, however, gives a distinct advantage to the person who's in the engineer. So if you are not trained, and if that is not your profession of choice, 
you're going in with a disadvantage. That I have a problem with. That is a different story. But a two-minute cooldown, come on, folks. It's not that huge of a thing. It's not that big a deal. Yes, it could be the difference between winning and losing. But it's not like it's not like you know Ultima Online where the guy can sit there and drink potions as fast as you're hitting them. It's a different story. So there's that. So absolutely, I think it's unfair that the buffs are removed. I don't necessarily agree with the potions because anybody can get them either off the auction house or you can get them from an alchemist in your clan or your guild. But I can understand the logic behind it. Yes, I think it's fair. And here we go. I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of comments from people who are engineers about that being fair. That should be allowed. No, it's not. This uh, I cannot. But this is not to be debated. Look, the only way that it would be balanced, if engineering was allowed, is if everybody could use engineering tools, which you can't. A lot of them are buy and pick up only used if you have the engineering skill. That right there is what makes it unfair. And you can't use the counter-argument, well, Shadow Priests are unfair if I'm holy, or Frost Mages are unfair if I'm fire, or whatever the case may be. No, because you have the ability, you have the choice to go into that, and that's not going to affect your gameplay. That's not going to change things drastically for you. People should not be forced to go into one specific profession if they want to try and compete in the arena system. This, and You're missing the whole point of this. This is what, what the theme at the very start of the show was. This is what I was trying to drive at is that the reason why this is going to be one of the most popular features in World of Warcraft in for Blizzard is the fact that anybody can compete. Anybody has a reasonable aspect given a, a modicum, an iota of skill and common sense has a chance to play. Other than the gear factor, once that's taken care of in a future patch, that's how that goes. All right? So let's... Stop right now. Let's stop the engineering talk. All right, folks, it's it's not a viable strategy. They've already disallowed it. I guess in the grand scheme of things, Segment's asking, uh, Segment brings up a point. He's saying, if engineering and alchemy aren't fair, I say alchemy is fair. What about blacksmithing? Should your armor you make be taken out? The same for leatherworking and tailoring, the same logic for enchanting. No, absolutely not. Here's why. Enchanting, throw it out. The reason why, why is you can get enchanting. Anybody can get an enchantment. All you got to do is find the person, get the mats, and have them do it for you. All right? If I'm an engineer, I can make bombs, exploding sheep, exploding chickens, a llama that spits acid. Well, wouldn't that be cool? All of Acid spitting llama. Got to write that down for the suggestion form. Llama spitting battle. Scratch that out. Let's see. Acid spitting battle llama. There we go. That makes more sense. That's what happens when I'm trying to write when I'm talking. No, because, I mean, that gives an unfair advantage to an engineer. Enchanting, anybody can get an enchantment. All right, and we'll talk about the whole twink thing down the road. All right, that's for a future show. That maybe that's unfair. The fact that people are putting enchantments on level 10 gear, that type of thing. Yeah, there's restrictions or anything else on that. But no, anybody can get enchanting. Anybody can have their gear enchanted, just like anybody can drink a potion. 
blacksmithing and leatherworking? No. That is irrelevant. Two reasons why. One, because in the next patch, which I believe is coming up next month, I'm hoping, it's going to match up gear. So that goes out the window. You're still going to be facing against people you know, that you're equal to. The second part is, you can either... A lot of the stuff that is made is by non-equip. Now, granted, there are there are some maces and there's some axes, you know, etc. that are bind on pickup only. You can still raid. You can still get arena points, and we haven't gotten to that yet. You can buy arena awards. You can buy honor, you know, items. There are more options to gear yourself. We're talking professions. Those are not the same thing. So I, you know, it's not the same logic. So leatherwork and tailoring, blacksmithing, at least in this discussion, does not work. Got to toss it. All right, Max Matt brings up a point from Gans is saying the elixirs are five second cooldown now, so you can basically pop you know all elixirs etc before the fight. Well, you can. All right, and you know what? Maybe they have to put a restriction that you can only drink potions since there is a two minute cooldown on it, or maybe there is an arena rule since everything else is different in actual combat, is that you can only use one elixir at a time, or one flask in a game, etc. You know, Pooser says, the engineers, however, spend a lot of time and gold to be able to go to do it, and I don't see them ban crafted items made with blacksmithing or leatherworking. Well, you know what? I'm a friggin' alchemist. I spend a crap load of time, too, making great flasks, making great potions, giving me the advantage over the schmuck I'm fighting across the way. I'm a mage. I need every advantage I can get. I'm squishy. All right? And those work fine in Battlegrounds. Those work fine in PvP, outdoor PvP, you know, world combat. Those are still viable, you know, strategies and uh, professions there. But this, you have to understand what Blizzard's vision is. And this makes sense. You want to try and make it as equal as possible to keep as many people as possible interested in the game. Because what you happen, what you have happened is exactly what happened prior to TBC. And I wish, I wish to God in heaven, I could get my hands on the subscription levels right before the Burning Crusade to show you, before they even announced it, and how it was on the PvP servers. I guarantee a lot of them are going to look like ghost towns. I know mine did for a long time. And the reason why is because people who didn't do the honor grind, who didn't do the rating, who didn't have the gear, didn't want to put up with the hassle. They got frustrated, they got disenfranchised, they got disillusioned, and they quit. They stopped fighting altogether. And wouldn't you? I mean, why the hell would you queue up for some fun? Let's say you get home from work, and and since I'm talking to video game players, you have no friends, uh, you have no wife, no life, and you, this is your, your only you know socially acceptable thing that you can do, such as it is. You sit down to blow some steam off, to fight some people, to have some fun competing, except you don't compete. You get matched up with some screwball group from Arthras, and you get steamrolled in ten minutes. You get corpse camped at the graveyard. What fun is that? Because the other team outgears you, you know, by a factor of two tiers or three tiers. You're still in blues and greens, for Christ's sake. The arena is trying to make it as even as possible, and, and those I don't... Those I don't think work. I, I, I disagree with that. So unless Blizzard was willing to put in a slew of different uh, argument or a slew of different rules for the arena, it probably wouldn't work. And they're not going to go to that kind of uh, they're not going to go to that kind of uh, extent. 
But no, I mean, you, you can't compare – engineering is kind of – you know, has its wiener in the wind, so to speak, in this case. They're, they're kind of screwed. You know, and Beast here – no, wait a minute. Hang on. Time out. I got two left. Beast in the IRC says, and I quote, it's going to be based on time and gold again, like the PvP before with ranks. No. Maybe initially. But remember, like I said, they have a matchmaking system coming down the road. Even so, all right, it doesn't – in this particular case, it doesn't matter if you lose. Let's take the gear matching program they're going to put and throw it out the window. Let's say it never existed, Okay. The way the system is set up, let's say you get steamrolled a bunch of times and you're at like – let's say there's 100 different levels and you're at level 100, which means the absolute bottom of the barrel, okay? And you face the number 10 team, the number 5 team, the number 20 team. You're not losing anything if you lose. They're not gaining anything if they win or very little. You're still accumulating arena points, and and this is one of the rewards you can do. Is the arena point? No, well, now wait a minute, hang on. This doesn't reward gold and time necessarily. All right, not as much as it used to. You can accumulate a bunch of of points, a bunch of arena points. Think of it as like arena gold that you can then spend that you get every week that you can save up and spend on arena gear. The arena gear, if you look at it, is pretty damn cool. It's very nice stuff. You play long enough, even if you get your head kicked in, and in this case it is time, you play your 10 games, your 20 games a week or whatever, which if you suck, you're going to go particularly quickly. Eventually, you're going to be able to buy the gear, and you're going to be able to compete with these people you know, on the level. Now, granted, they're going to be able to accumulate more points than you faster because they're winning. But at some point, because of the matchmaking system, they're going to face up against people of, you know, of equivalent rank. At some point. That is who they're targeting to beat. So no, at least initially, yes. Is this as based on time and as based on gold and rating equipment as it was in the Battlegrounds prior to the expansion? No. This is a much better system the way it is. At least for now. And again, folks, this is all just a preview. This is all conjecture until midnight, 12.01, Thursday or Friday morning. Two and a half hours from now, when the arenas open up and all hell breaks loose, and we go running in there with our battle cries or screeches or whatever the hell it is you do, if anything, and you fight it out, you know that's going to be the determining factor. But next week is going to be a very different show. It's going to be very interesting, and I want to hear your feedback. I want you to remember your experiences so that we can discuss them next week. Now, folks, we still got a ways to go. You still got an hour of show. All right, so we're getting close to the bottom of the hour, getting ready for another break. My point is, remember your uh, impressions of what happens between now and next week for the arena. We're going to discuss them. You know what? And it's kind of like, it's what, and I hate to use the Blizzard line, and Lord knows if you have listened to me long enough, all right, and I've been broadcasting for some years, not just doing talk radio, but also doing play-by-play for a lot of games, you know, and I've... uh, I've had a great deal of criticism for a lot of what Blizzard has done. But in this particular case, you don't know how it's going to be until you've actually had a great many people test it. You know, 
to me, this excuse works. Unlike the, well, we didn't know the raid dungeon was going to break until 300 people used it. No, you knew exactly what the hell was going to happen because it's a 40-man dungeon. You had 40 men in the beta or on the test server play the damn thing, and you knew something was bugged, or you knew somebody's class's spell or ability was screwed. This is different. Until you have a mass of people actually using it so a ranking system takes place. So you can see the matchmaking up and see what happens. You can't tweak it. I, I'm absolutely positive before the, before the next season begins, there will be some tweaking of some rules, some tweaking of some math formulas that I couldn't even begin to spew to you or understand before the next season starts. Mark my words. And again, in Beast and Ventrilo, or I'm sorry, in IRC is saying time and gold is better rank, is better gear. But you know what? At some point, everybody's going to be on the same level playing field, Beast. It may take more time. But eventually you're going to get there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the uh, bottom of the hour. We're going to take another break here. And again, I will give you the warning, only because I kind of have to. Remember... This is a show about entertainment and satirical, of a satirical nature, I should say. So enjoy it. Have a little bit of uh, thick skin, as it were. I think you're going to enjoy what we have planned up. Uh, one thing I have to say, let me preface this before we go into the break. We have a lot of commercials. We have some, some of these were classic ones that aired when this show was on, the, was on this network originally. Some we developed um, for the Radiolink network when we were there um, before, you know, in, in previous, the last year or so. All right. It's very hard to come up with a lot of these commercials, you know, every single week. We've got about, you know, 13 or 14. So if you've heard them before, we may play them over and over again, not, you know, repeatedly, but every once in a while, you may in the same show, you may hear the same commercial. If you have an idea for the kind of commercials we do, and you'll get an idea the longer you listen, email them to me. I'd love to, even if, it, if it's just a title, maybe it's a jingle, maybe it's a motto, maybe it's a comment, emperor1g at coxcox.net. I want to hear about it. So, you know, me and Mystic Mim and, and the Baron can only come up with so many different, you know, ideas. And they are very funny. We have a couple we're working on and some radio bits. You're going to like it. There's a lot we have planned for this show. All right? But if you have ideas, I love to hear them. I love community interaction. Or even better, post them on the forums at WCRRadio.com. All right? Or WCRadio.com. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we're getting past our uh, little market point. So we'll be back after the bottom of the hour. Hey there, studly men. The paladins of Azeroth will chat it up with you right now. Hear us issue our sails of command and lay the hammer of justice to each other. Oh, I'm so excited. My nipples are hard. So call 1-900-Fairy-Polly to talk with us, the girly man of Azeroth. I think I just popped my shield.
a pocket full of shells. Weapons, not food, not hope, not shoes, not me. Just be the war cannibal animal. I walk the corner to the rubble. That used to be in library. Line up to the mind cemetery now. What we don't know keeps the contract alive and moving. They don't got to burn the book. They just remove them. While arms warehouses fill as quick as a cell. Rally round the family. Pockets full of shells. Rally round the family. With a pocket full of shells. They rally round the family. With a pocket full of shells. They rally round the family. With a pocket full of shells. They rally round the family. With a pocket full of shells.
very sorry to cut that short, folks, which I'm trying to keep on schedule. I'll be honest with you. I'm using a new broadcasting system that I haven't actually used before. And just like Blizzard says, sometimes it's hard to actually try something out until you have enough people listening or you have enough people trying it, you're actually on the air to do it. So we're getting that together. Um, also, some of my voice actors, my uh, uh, voiceovers, uh, have been out of town, actually. For those of you who are not aware, uh, Cleveland's, as long as a big chunk of the uh, Midwest, the United States, went under one, had one mother of a winter storm in the last several days. Um, so I was not able to get in some of my voice actors to either pop over uh, my house, uh, swing by, or were able to actually get home because their flights were canceled, what have you, to record a few things for me. So I don't have everything here that I traditionally would. Again, we're kind of uh, feeling this out as we go here. So, again, my apologies for cutting the music short, although you got to admit that last one's pretty funny too. And that's one thing. I have a philosophy, and we're kind of breaking away from the arena talk tonight, and, and I just want to give you a feel for the show. This is in transition. There's nothing solid about it. And what I mean is, when I say this is a player versus player oriented show, it is. That does not mean that's the only thing we're going to talk about. Okay? Sometimes there's a pressing issue or a patch has gone in, like today, for instance, where a lot of us got the patch or couldn't get it, and then we're told that we had the wrong version and couldn't load into the game. Sometimes there's going to be something about the game. Maybe maybe not even World of Warcraft. Maybe something completely different that's so big that we're going to discuss it, that we're going to bring it up. 98% of the time, we're going to be doing PvP, but sometimes there's going to be something else we're going to discuss, usually about World of Warcraft. I have the same feeling about the music that I use. I'm not a big music guy. I love music, but as far as the show goes, I tend not to use a whole lot. I'd rather use that time, if I am going to play music, to play something entertaining, something funny, something you probably haven't heard before, whether it's a cool video game soundtrack, uh, maybe it's something cool from, you know, Overclock Remix, maybe it's sometime like, you know, the Futuristic Sex Robots, maybe it's one of the commercials we run, maybe it's a radio bit. From start to finish, and this includes the pregame, the pre-show that I do, I want you to be entertained from the time you tune in to the time you tune out. When I'm done, I want you yelling out your window to the neighbors and the homeless guy who lives in your backyard what a fantastic show this is, and I want everybody tuning in so that we can enjoy it together. It's a lot more fun when done in groups. (laughs) Wink. But in all seriousness, that's the philosophy I take. So maybe not every song is going to be you know, heavy metal. Not everything is going to be elevator music, but sometimes in between there's a reason I play a particular song. All right? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to play an hour of, you know, fast-paced jamming music because by the end of it, if you listen to the whole thing, you're going to be tired. I know I am. You know, I, I swear to God, when I'm lifting and I'm listening to, to, some of this, to some of the songs, and a lot of them that I play here are just ones that I, you know, have pulled off my MP3 player or that I have in my speakers downstairs um, where I have my weights. I'm tired, and sometimes it's not just... You know, the weights, but it's you're trying to keep up with the pace of the beat of it. Sometimes you do it without even realizing it. So I try to throw you a couple of curveballs during the pre-show music. It's not always going to be the same, you know, in between breaks here on the show. It's something going to be different. It's not always going to be the same. The commercials I put in there because they're funny. It's something different. People in IRC wanting to know if I will be their friends. I don't like any of you. I want you to be entertained. But you're all filth. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I will be your friend. Probably your only one. But uh, that, that's what I'm shooting for. That's the goal of this show. When it's all said and done, 
when it's all over and I look back on this months, years from now, whatever, I'll say, when I was doing the show, when I was younger, everybody was entertained. That's what I want to happen. So, again, a little break, a little kayfabe there, a little bit of the business lingo, such as it is. All right, so let's get back to the arena. Before we went into the break, we were discussing, and Beast in IRC was whining. Me, 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 me. Yeah, cue it up. See if you can find that for me. I think it's in one of our old soundboards. See if you can find that for us. Yeah, do that. Was whining about, you know, different aspects. And basically what it comes down to, the arena is no different than the other um, aspects of, you know, the battlegrounds and that. The more time you put in is what's all going to come down to, and that's what's going to, you know, be the definition between winning and losing. About getting your gear. It's going to be... You got it? Okay, cue it up for me. Yeah, pop it in there. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find something that from the old show that is actually very funny, if I can find it. Ah, here it is. Aha. This is the whiner segment, where we get to bitch about Blizzard and the World of Warcraft. There you go. All right. Look, initially, I understand that people who have more time and better gear are going to have the advantage. You know, but it's something I mentioned, you know, earlier, and MaxMap just mentioned it to an IRC, saying that even when you lose, even when you get gang-probed by the team you just faced, you're still going to earn some arena points. Eventually, you're going to be able to buy the same gear or equivalent gear that the guy who just kicked your head in has. Sometimes, I mean, you don't have to put a whole lot of effort into this. If you want to just kind of plot along and wait to get the gear and then compete, you're going to be able to do that. Yes, that was Howard Dean. Very good few people listening. <laughs> so, it, 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 I don't want to say it's like welfare gear for people. Welfare honor gear. I guess when you kind of think about it, that's sort of what it is. But folks, this is as close as we're ever going to get to something that's equal in player versus player. This isn't a first-person shooter, all right? Not everybody's equal. Not everybody spawns with a shotgun and an axe. And if you play the cool mod, a grapple hook, okay? This is an MMORPG. Things are different here. This isn't the, the good old days in Ultima Online where anything went anytime, anywhere. Man, I can't, I don't know how you guys would be able to, to function if this was like Ultima Online. You'd probably curl up into a ball and start crying and wet yourself if you had to play that kind of PvP. I mean, people lost their house, um, their in-game houses, everything in their bank. You get your body stripped clean and then chopped up. You could turn heads in to for uh, bounties. I mean, one poor bastard we killed I don't even think he was doing anything. I think he might have been, you know, chopping a tree for lumberjacking or something. We killed him, and he had his house key on it. We went and raided his house, took everything in it. It probably, that was six months of accumulated wealth and gear. And then we kept the house, because we had the key. Things could be a hell of a lot worse. Just keep that in mind. At least they're trying. It's taken them two years to get here to do that. There was one group, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent, but there was one group called the Cookie Chefs on, uh, in the one server I played on in Ultima Online, which was Catskills, and they were a PK group, they were murderers, and every time they'd kill somebody, 
they'd leave a plate of cookies that they had baked because you you know could take baking as a skill, and you'd kill them and they'd leave a, a plate of cookies on their corpse. I just thought it was kind of funny. All right, Coran's telling me not to talk about UO because Coran is a friggin' little Care Bear who couldn't deal with the fact that other people would kill him and then take all his stuff. Then he'd have to go back to the tailor shop and sit there for hours on end to make money so that he can go out and kill some bear or some friggin' wolf and then get killed again and lose all his gear. This. Okay. You know, we're going to have to get a longer little whining crying to put in there. (laughs) But this is about as fair as it gets when you come right down to it. All right, strategies. Here is what I'm predicting is going to happen, all right? There's a couple of advantages and disadvantages I see coming up. And again, this is pure speculation based on, you know, some about a week's worth of limited practice, well, about five days of limited practice in the, in the uh, uh, arenas. And granted, they were up with the first with the last patch that went in before the Burning Crusade. But because you couldn't get anything from it, and because things are a lot different at level 70 than they were at 60, some things don't, you know, aren't, Compatible. They don't transfer over. Okay, a couple things. One of which is what I alluded to earlier, is that rogues are going to be very powered, very powerful. I would even venture to say perhaps overpowered when it comes to arena because they come out cloaked right at the start of the match. You have no idea where the hell they are. This gives them a distinct advantage. They can set the battleground essentially. They can pick their fights when and where. Second thing is they have cloak of shadows. It's not going to save them from a hunter. It's not going to save them from you know a warrior or another rogue or anybody who's melee. But it's going to be an ass kicker if you're a caster. If you're a priest or a warlock or a mage, especially a warlock and mage, you've got problems. And don't tell me it's not true. And don't tell me it's not big a deal because it is. And that's the bottom line. Okay, you know where that's going. I mean, they can get rid of dots. They can get rid of, you know, Frost Nova. My Ice Lance is useless. I'm like, Ice Lance, Ice Lance. They're always laughing at me as they're, you know, skewering me, essentially. And I understand in the balance of the game, rogues are supposed to be the anti-caster. This is one thing that I think is going to require some balancing, at least in the arena, because, damn. And this is what I mean, at least in the fights that I was against a rogue. The matches were very quickly, all right? Me as a mage, it's difficult because I can ice block. I'm a frost mage, all right? I can ice block for 10 seconds, and that Cloak of Shadows doesn't do squat to me. Problem is, my buddy is getting gangbanged by two guys, and I can't help him. And he can't stop the rogue. He can't fear him. He can't dot him. He can't do anything. Can't death coil him. And then it doesn't matter whatever the hell the other you know class is. They're going to destroy you. It's a two-on-one, essentially. All right? Now, the second strategy is, and this is kind of cool, and we were, we're tinkering with this. And if you use this and it works, by God, you will give me credit. I have this recorded, damn it. This is going in the archives. This is the Emperor strategy. If you're a mage and you've got invisibility, and I assume you do, this works very, very well. This is a tactical advantage. It may be the, one of the crappiest versions of the spell that you can possibly think of. But it will work. Here's here's how. Let's say you get a 15 second countdown before the arena starts. Arena, you know, invisibility takes five seconds to, to cast. 
Let's say that in your party is either a warlock or a hunter. Preferably a hunter, but a warlock will work too. When you pop invisibility, the only thing you can see are other invis you know, people or people in your own party. Here's the cool thing. Have your hunter or have your warlock buddy send their pet at whatever designated target you want. Let's say you want to take out the, cat, the healers first, which in any PvP fight is something you want to try for. Let's say you want to go for the priest or the druid first. Have them send the pet at him. When you're invisible, they can't see you. When you start, when the match starts, you should already be invis. Follow the pet because you can still see it. Wait till it starts st where it stops. You can see it swiping or attacking something. You pop your frost nova. It freezes everything around you and just start, throw a counter spell up and just start ice lancing their ass until they're dead. If they're a hunter, especially, you're now inside their envelope. They can't shoot you. All right. If it's a priest or anything else, you now have the tactical advantage. You have. Uh, you know, surprise on your side. It's not fantastic. It's going to take some tweaking. It may not work very well in the long run, but it can give you a distinct advantage. Think about it. I see uh, people already bug me on Instant Master asking me if, you know, does it work? Is that all you do? Can you do this? Can you do that? Folks, feel free to take that and try it out. Tinker with it. Figure out what works. Half the fun of the game, half the fun of PvPing in any game, is to try and think of something unique, something different, something that's not the uniform strategy, and making it work. There's nothing more boring than starting a match with the exact same build, making the exact same units, fighting the exact same creeps, you know, or getting the exact same resource mines, making the exact same force commander speeder rushing, etc. Think outside the box. This is a whole new world we're entering into. The sky is the limit. So be aware of rogues, or if you're a rogue, I salute you. Happy hunting. If you're a frost mage, this especially works well for you. Especially if you have shatter. Shatter, for those of you who do not know, and I'm guessing most of you should, for a frost mage is all your spells up against a frozen target can get up to a 50% critical strike ch chance. Not including the gear you're wearing. Ice Lance is an instant spell with, with no cooldown. Think of it as a Moonfire Spam. It does triple damage to a frozen target. So it does like a 250, 250 base damage. Add on top of a fraction of your gear, does triple damage. I have literally had it where I've hit the same guy and I've crit five times. Kill the son of a bitch. If you're a Frost Mage... The biggest problem you have is going to be rogues. If you can get away from that, you're fine. You've got mana shield, you've got ice barrier, you've got a chance. You can do some damage, especially in a 5-on-5 five -five arena. Not so sure in a 2-on-2. Two -two. Well, the problem is, somebody's asked me, when you go invisibility, why don't you just tell the hunter where the rogue is in a because you can see other invisible units. That's not how it works. You can't see a rogue when you're invisible. The only Because that's stealth. It's different. The only thing as a mage you can see is something else that's, um, that's invisible. Either because they chugged an invisibility potion or they're another mage. Or for whatever reason they're invisible. That's the only thing you can see. The point is, the other team doesn't see you. For all they know, the fifth person or the third person's a rogue. Next thing you know, they're worried about trying to check their back or making sure their back's against a wall. All of a sudden, you throw them off their game because now they have to expect it. 
when for all, you know, next thing they know is everybody in a 20-yard radius is now frozen. So that's a cool little strat there. One of the things that, uh, another little strategy that comes to mind, one of the things that's kind of aggravating, and it's going to depend a lot on how this works out, is the, uh, uh, the uh, blood of, uh, I'm sorry, the blade fist arena, the uh, circle of blood. All right. Because you're fighting over a bridge, and because there's pillars on the bridge, and because your line of sight is going to be kind of thrown off, all right? If you're a hunter especially, you can jump out, fire off like uh, an arcane shot, a multi-shot, jump back behind the pillar, all of a sudden your line of sight's gone, or more importantly, the enemy's line of sight's gone. They can't hit you. This can be abused, all right? It's also very important as a hunter, you have to trap that bridge. All right, one of the strategies that we tried is actually mounting up in the uh, staging area and then running on our mounts across the bridge to get the other side to, put, to take the fight to them quicker. You have to get up on that bridge, at least on your side, and throw down a trap, whether it be an explosive trap or an ice trap or a freeze trap, something. You have to give yourself the advantage. Use concussion shot, um, use uh, scatter shot, anything of the sort that works to your advantage, anything to slow the enemy down. Do not let the other team come in working on their strategy, or you're going to die very quickly and very painfully. It's as simple as that. Don't go into a game, and this is this is more common sense than anything else. But damn if it doesn't happen a lot. You know, Dan, you know, Daniel uh, brings up a good point. You know, fire off a mag or a flare. Absolutely. You put up a flare, that takes away the rogue advantage because they've got to cross that bridge to get to you. have some time, one, two, maybe three seconds. You have a chance. In this particular battlefield, all right, in this arena, you have a chance to limit what a rogue can do. You're still not going to be able to affect that they can cloak a shadows. You're still not going to be able to do anything off the shadow step. They're still going to kick your ass if they can cross if they can cross to you. All right. But at least here, if you're a hunter, if you're anybody, well, yeah. You know, if you're a hunter mainly. And that should be a... Vi I mean, you should have a hunter in any group that you're putting together in a 5 and 5 or a 3 and 3. 2 on 2, not so much. I, I honestly don't know what the perfect combo is in a 2 on 2. And there may be, you know, one of those combinations out there that you just can't beat no matter what you'd have. All right, I can, a shadow priest or a priest of any kind I think is going to be a problem if you're fighting in a 2 on 2. You know, it, they're always talking about an IRC is, you know, firing and put a freeze trap behind you or a flare up. You know, a flare plus, you know, a, a trap. If you're a spec for traps, you know, if you're in, a, I think it's, what is it, survivability? I, I have a, both, a, I have a 70 mage and I have a 61 hunter. The hunter I played just because it was kind of fun to play. You know, and I only did battlegrounds with it. I didn't really raid with it a whole lot. And yes, although this pissed off a good number of you earlier because the Paladin Fairy commercial we ran... I do, in fact, have a Blood Elf Paladin that's like level 6. And there he sits, neglected, abused, forgotten. But I think a priest... I mean, these are required classes. If you're going to put together a team. These are, in my opinion, required. It's a priest, a hunter, and a rogue. Everything else you can make up with with those three. There's your DPS, there's your hearing or healing, there's your invisibility, and your caster, um, your caster killers. 
those three right there, I think, are vital to have at least one in whatever group you're putting together. Mages, eh, you know, you've got to be creative as a mage if you want to do some damage. Unless you're, you know, a presence of mind, you know, fire spec, pyroblasting jackass. In which case, good luck getting your two shots off before you get killed, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Your survivability is garbage. Warlocks can do a trash load of damage. A trash load. But, you know what? Fat Lot of Good is going to do you when you get, you know, silence, you know, silence shot, or stun locked, or cloak of shadows, etc. And this is what it comes down to, and, and this is this is the advantage and disadvantage I see between Horde and Alliance, at least initially. Okay? I think the Alliance is going to have the initial advantage in arenas, at least for the next few weeks, because they have Paladins. Yeah, I know, before you send... Stop! Take your hand away from the keyboard before you send me the IRC instant message or you start jacking away on your keyboard upon the email and tell me, well, the Horde have paladins. Look, except for the antisocial shut-in lepers that somehow got their character to level 70 as a Blood Elf paladin, the Horde do not have very many, if any, Blood Elf paladins at level 70. Certainly not enough to tip the balance. Alliance, on the other hand, have plenty. And they are evil. They are plate-wearing, DPS-stunning, healing machines. At least initially, I think the Alliance can have the advantage in arenas because it's going to be very hard to take down a Paladin. All right? Ten seconds in this kind of format for their shield is a hell of a long time. Yeah, I don't think Mac Theridan has, I think, maybe one, maybe two Blood of Paladins on Mac Theridan U.S. I mean, it, it, they're the ultimate rain, they're the human rain delay. It's like the guy in a baseball game who has to adjust his, his jock, has to adjust his gloves... You know, re-grip his bat, look into the stands, looking for some hot chick, and then step into the batter's box, and after one pitch, repeat the whole same thing. All right? They take forever to kill, and that's their biggest strength. They don't have to st they don't have to kill anybody. They don't have to DPS a damn thing. All they have to do is stay alive to heal the other person and stun people. They've got a ton of both. Now, shamans on the Horde side... I suppose this is our only advantage because there's not a whole lot of level 70 Draenei, 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 whatever, shamans for the exact same reason. Unless you're in an unemployed, welfare, flunking college, high school burnout, you're probably not a level 70 Draenei. Unless you have buddies helping you level. Alright? There are not as many advantages that a shaman can give to the Horde that a paladin can give to the Alliance. That's, I mean, that's my personal opinion. That's how I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to shake out, at least initially. And by the way, for, for those of you in here who are Mac Third and U.S. Alliance, um, if you want to, you know, throw a match, if you happen to see me in, you know, the match against you, and you want to throw the match to make me feel better, and, and I'll talk about it on the show. I'll, I'll make you feel good. Hey, you feel free to do that. 12 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> People keep asking me what server I play on. I, I I made the mistake the last time of of saying what server I played on. 
what the hell do I care? You know, I, I'm on Mag Third in the U.S. side, U.S. server. Truly a hellhole of the internet, if ever there was one. Oh Christ! You're still compl- there. Are people still complaining about? And this is on Instant Messenger. People are still complaining about the fact that it's not going to be fair, that they're not going to win, that there's no point in trying, that there's still going to – people with better gear and with more money enchantments are going to be able to run up to the top of the arenas a lot faster and get all the gear quickly. There's no point. You tried your best, and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. Trying is the first step toward failure. That's very much what you're telling me. That's exactly what you sound like. You sound like a bunch of, of fucking pansies. You really do. Folks, look. Life isn't fair. The World of Warcraft isn't any different. I mean, we can, we can make as... Uh, they can make as many changes as they can to try to make it you know, fair for everybody. There's only so much that can be done. At some point, you just gotta, you know... You know buckle on your belt, grab your sword, say your prayer, and head off and try your best. Either that or... You know, go play Vanguard. But they don't have any PvP. Or, you know, go play whatever other MMO that's coming out that we're never going to hear about. That no one ever cares about. Go play EVE Online. I heard that's got, you know, that's pretty fair PvP, I guess. There's only so much, and, God, this is weird for me to defend Blizzard. There's only so much that can be done within the course of the game without radically changing the entire, you know, the entire design, the entire idea of where the game is going. Basically, that is raid. Do the dungeon crawls, get the raid gear, do better. It's just not, you know, that's not the way things go. All right, we're at the top of the hour, folks. We have a half hour to go. Um, have a few things left to uh, talk about. We have a couple more sections we had to get to, so uh, let's kick it to break. Let's do this quickly. Yes, I know we got to run. We got to run another warning. We have another commercial for you. Uh, another song. We'll be back at it. So, uh, folks, we'll see you back in a few minutes. The show you're about to listen to is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of WOW Radio, Harbor Blue Group, or their sponsors. Life is hard enough as it is, but then you have to deal with overpowered bosses, annoying neighbors who raid your refrigerator, or old people who rush the checkout counter at the grocery store. For situations like this, take matters into your own hands and grab a Nerf stick. Don't let the name fool you. There's no padding on this 34-inch steel pipe, making it ideal to beat the shit out of those who have it better than you. After all, if it's one thing Blizzard has taught us, it's that rather than level the playing field, just pummel things into uselessness. It's always funny when it happens to somebody else. That's the Nerf Stick. Feared by warlocks, hunters, and rich people everywhere.
Batman shack came back covered in a tire track, but Jackie Chan jumped out and landed on his back. And Batman was injured and trying to get steady when Abraham Lincoln came back with a machete, but suddenly something caught his leg and he tripped in. Indiana Jones took him out with his whip, then he saw Godzilla sneaking up from behind, then he reached for his gun, which he just couldn't find, cause Batman stole it and he shot and he missed, and Jackie Chan deflected it with his fist, then he jumped in the air and he did a somersault while Abraham Lincoln tried to pull balls on Optimus Prime, but they collided in the air, then they both got hit by Care Bear's Delivered a kick which could shatter bones into the crotch of Indiana Jones, who fell over on the ground, writhing in pain, as Batman changed back into Bruce Wayne. But Chuck saw through his clever disguise, and he crushed Batman's head in between his thighs. Then Gandalf the Grey, and Gandalf the White, and Monty Python, and the Holy Grail's Black Knight, and Benita Mussolini, and the Blue Meanie, and Cowboy Curtis, and John B. the Genie, Robocop, the Terminator, Captain Kirk, and Darth Vader, No Pants, Superman, every single Power Ranger, Bill S. Preston, and Theodore Logan, Spock, the Rock, Dog, Ark, and Hulk Hogan, all came out of nowhere, lightning fast, and they kicked Chuck Norris in this cowboy ass, it was the bloodiest battle that the world ever saw, with civilians looking on a total loss. For a century, many lives were claimed, but eventually the champion stood. The rest saw the better. Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater. This is the ultimate showdown. That's a great song. If you haven't seen the Flash video, go to Newgrounds.com and look it up. The Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. There you have it. Now that's kind of a PvP topic, if you think about it. I mean, they're killing each other, essentially. Alright. Last half hour. A couple things I want to get to. Uh, we're going to wrap up the arena talking again until next week. Um, and then I want to talk about a couple things, and I need you, the listener, specifically... Uh, to give me some feedback on a couple things. And as well, I want you to, to do a couple things. I have some homework for you. So, stay tuned for that. Okay. Uh, closing thoughts about the arena. Um, I reiterate my point, and I stick with this. And I I think it's very, very important to realize that the Burning Crusade, when you get right down to it, and I don't care what anybody else says, doesn't have an entire a great deal of content with it. You can burn through things pretty quickly. You can burn through the quests pretty quick. You can burn through the dungeons pretty quick. I mean, granted, you have to get the keys and you have to get you know Revere to do the keys to the heroic and etc. And I know they're going to add in Illidan in the next content patch, which is coming very quickly because people are burning through the content. You know, Warcraft Three is the same. That's where they got the philosophy from. Make no mistake. People continue to play, and StarCraft is another good example. People will play a game for one specific aspect, if for nothing else. People who don't raid will play the arena, because it doesn't take 
you know, 10, 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 guys, 40 guys. It takes five. It takes two. It takes three. Now, granted, you have to have enough guys to sign a charter like a guild. That's not hard to do. That's what? Ten guys? That's nothing. Even if you don't win, and one of the cool things if you do win, and this is the 0.05%, the top percent of each realm of each group, a 2-on-2, a 3-on-3, a 5-on-5, on each side, on each faction, on each server, will get a legendary armored Nether Drake epic mount, flying mount. They may get a couple other cool things. They'll get some weird title like Gladiator or Rival or whatever that they can wear around in pride. Not sure who the hell else is going to care about the title, to be quite honest. Outside of the game, I don't think you're going to try and pick up chicks by saying, Hey, baby, did you know I ride an epic blue dragon and they call me Gladiator? You like movies about Gladiators, Timmy? There's a Billy. Whatever. Don't, I, I advise you not to use that pickup line. Would you like to be my epic mount? No, that it's not going to work. Just stop. This is very quickly spiraling out of control. <laughs> I know that's going to come back to bite me in the ass later. I really do. <laughs> Hey, honey, would you like a couple of quests to get exalted with me? No, okay. All right. All right. So you get a couple of cool rewards, but the point is anybody can do it at their own pace, can actually see, you know, and actually get some rewards that are going to be on par with the big guys, with, you know, the big people they're fighting against. All right. That's not something that's been offered to them before. The honor system, when it was changed in the last patch before the, uh, before the expansion, that was kind of what it was supposed to do. Was you could accumulate honor points and spend them, you know, rather than having to do the grinds. And I know I'm sure Ariana and I would go back and forth on this as to whether it was a better system or not. You know, being the Grand Marshal, everybody can have that. That's that's another debate for another show. Okay. It's going to keep more people interested in the game longer, which it's a business. When you get right down to it, they want to make money. All right. This is something that will keep people paying 15 bucks a month because they can compete. It'll be fun. And as soon as that matchmaking system goes in, you know, they've got a decent chance of actually winning with a bit of coordination. Then it really does come down to skill. Then it really does come down to teamwork. You know, Ventrilo Channel, TeamSpeak Channel, etc. Those things, I mean, that's peripheral. Maybe we'll do a show down the road about what you can do to prepare yourself for PvP outside of the game. I'm not talking, you know roiding yourself up or listening to death metal for an hour or going berserker and cutting yourself emo fashion to get pumped up for your game. I wish my lawn was emo so it would cut itself and I'd be happy. But Yeah, Mega Hawks is like practice like Jeremy from Pure Ponage. If you haven't watched it, you should. You, you get the idea. They've made it as fair as they can. They've made it as balanced as they can. As far as we know. Things are going to change between now, obviously, and next week when we meet to do the show again next Thursday. Because the arenas are coming out two hours from now. 
And I know a lot of people in the sound of my voice and people in your clans and your guilds will be on there, you know, trying them out. Look for these for, for these things. Be careful of the rogues. If you are a rogue, use your advantages while you have them. Don't be surprised if there's a nerf stick coming down the road for you. It's going to happen. Use the advantages while you can. Be prepared for rogues. If you're a mage, try that invisibility trick. It doesn't matter what class you are. Try and think outside the box. You don't have to load your team up with rogues and feral druids. Okay, You don't have to... you know. Stack up with nothing but healing to try and drain you know, your opponent's life. Or your, well, their mana, really. Or their patience. Maybe they'll fall asleep at the keyboard. If you're the Alliance, get Paladins in your group. 2 on 2, 3 on 3, 5 on 5. That's one class that can fit into any one of those three different varieties of the arena teams. It doesn't matter, and they will work. If for no other reason, then they keep your ass alive. Can you think of a Warlock and Paladin team? That is evil. That is sick. Use these advantages while you can, while you have them. Your shamans, look, what can I tell you? You got bloodlust. That's pretty much the only reason anybody in your guild is going to talk to you. Can I have bloodlust? No. Okay, kick you out of the group. For those that don't know, shaman have a spell called bloodlust, very similar to what you know the shamans in Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3 had, where it speeds up how fast you can attack, how fast you can spell cast, etc. That's probably the one thing that you have, because you can't use your elementals. Oh, here's the other thing I forgot, if you're a frost mage. Alright, especially a frost mage. You've got the water elemental. That's a moving frost nova for yourself. It can't take a whole lot of damage. It only lasts 45 seconds. But damn, use that thing. Use it well. You've got ice lance. You frost nova something, ice lance it. As soon as it breaks it, use your water elemental, freeze them again, and it keeps shooting. It does, like, Seven, eight hundred damage. I mean, if you've got decent gear, because it gets a portion of what your spell damage is. You know, if you're a mage, if you've got slow, use that. That's a huge advantage, too. Remember, if you're a hunter, if you're in the uh, Circle of Blood, that's the Blade Fist Arena, you get your ass to that bridge as fast as you can. You throw down traps, you put up flares. And not just to stop the rogue who's trying to stop the cross, or the feral druid, but those traps will stop anybody. You are very versatile in this game, in the arena system. You know, Warlocks, you can do a ton of damage as long as you're able actually, actually able to hit the target. You know, And you know what? And next week we'll go into this, and this is the homework. This is what we're going to get to. This is what I want you to do between now and next week and in the future. All right. Each week I'll try and give you, the listeners, some homework to do. What I want you to do, and you don't necessarily have to jot these down, write it down, although it's not a bad idea. But keep in mind, for the next show, or before the next show, I want you to send me emails, I want you to post in the, in the WC Radio forums, or hit me up at our own clan site at 1GReborn.com. That's number 1GReborn.com. Clan Imperial Guard, 1G. Any one of those places, or bring it up for discussion next week. I want to know what strategies work for you in your class, and what don't. Things you hate, things that your group finds you know that worked, things that didn't work, whatever. Quirks, funny things... Strange things, things that mean nerves, things that don't. You get my meaning. I want you to remember this. We're going to turn this thing into a giant, you know, war college for the arena. 
And we're going to do the Battlegrounds 2. I mean, this is not going to be just about the arena, but I'm telling you, from a player-to-player standpoint, this is going to be the biggest thing. That's one homework thing I want you to do. Here's the second thing I want you to do. I want you to tell everybody, and this is a bit of self-promotion, all right? And what better way to help than the people who tune in tonight that know this? All the veterans of the show from the last couple of years, you know, know what to expect. They've told their friends, etc. I want you, you the new person, you the person who's never heard of the show, who have no idea who the Emperor of, of you know, Clan Pilgar was until I came here, who never heard the Emperor's Court. Now that you have, if you like this show, if you hate this show, I want you to tell somebody. Tell someone in your clan. Tell somebody in, you know, general chat. Tell somebody in Ventrilo. You know, tell your friend. Tell your mom. Okay, don't tell your mom. I have enough moms calling me already. <laughs> yeah. Tell somebody. Spread the word. This used to be a huge show, and looking at the numbers, it is again tonight. But this, it goes back to what I said. It's a hell of a lot more fun when there's more of us tuning in, when there's more of us talking, when there's more of us experiencing it together. Akukami, I don't know if you can hear me, but that's a great thing. He's, he just left the channel and says, Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. That's a great freaking quote. Great, great song. And one hell of an underappreciated, underestimated TV show. One of the few. I don't discuss numbers of, of listeners. Somebody asked me how many listeners we get. We don't... Yeah, Firefly for the win. Great friggin' show. Um, if you haven't got it on DVD, go get it. That's another little homework thing. Go, go get Firefly. I want you to watch two things between now and next week. All the episodes of Firefly, there's a season, there's like 16 episodes, and a movie, Serenity. And I want you to watch Fight Club. I'm not sure why, but I'm pretty sure that if you watch Fight Club, you'll do better in PvP. Just friggin' watch it if you haven't already. All right? Those are some homework assignments. But I, I'm serious as a heart attack when I tell you this. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you want to, everybody you know. I, I Think of ideas, too. Think of show topics. If there's something in PvP you want to know about, something that's always bugged you, if you're a friggin' role-playing Care Bear who's afraid to go outside and flag yourself PvP, I want to know about it. Role-players and I don't traditionally get along, okay? But... Of, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff I want to talk about. There are so many topics, I can't even think of everything. I expect you, because you're part of this just as much as I am, You've, you can help shape this. You can help to shape the way that this show is going to go. It's a lot more fun that way, I think. I want to know what you think. I want you to post on the WCRadio.com forums. I want you to post on our website at onesyoureborn.com. I want you to send me emails with your impressions of the show, with ideas for the show, commercial ideas, radio skit ideas, segments we can do, because we have a few that we're going to be putting in. Email them to me at emperor, the number one, the letter G, emperor1g, at cox, at cox.net. If you're on the Mac Theridan forums, like, you know, Deuce was one of the guys who came over originally who I convinced to come fight on Mac Theridan. God help you. You know, if you're on Mac Theridan, if you're on the Alliance, feel free to just let me kill you. Or don't get mad when I drop out of the sky when you didn't see me and I, I kill you. Yeah, yeah, Fritz. Yeah, yeah. Fritz is like, aha, Cox, aha. Yeah, COX, you're funny. No, you're not. Okay, I know... No, I'm not going to go in there. 
Not going to go down that road. Yes, I'm another brown coat. It's a Firefly reference, trust me. But that's what I expect of you to listen That's what I want you to do. I want you to help me think of cool different things that I haven't thought of before. Uh, you know, cool PvP topics. I have a slew of lists. I have literally a sheet of paper here next to my desk. The, the spare room in the back of the house is where I have my office. Because Mystic Mim has the rest of the house. Um, and I have a, a variety of different topics I want to get to. Things that I think are, are going to be important. Things we, that haven't been discussed in a while. You know, think outside the box. Like I said, it doesn't always have to be player versus player related. But let's be honest, that's what we're here to talk about. That's what the defining segment, the defining topic is going to be of this show. But it, it's not the only thing. It doesn't have to be the only thing. I do prefer that it be World of Warcraft related, for obvious reasons. We're on World of Warcraft Radio. Yes, there we go. People are just are reviewing the homework. Watch Firefly. Watch Fight Club. Remember what you do in the arena. Remember what you face. Remember what works and what doesn't. All for next week. Yes, we're um, we're airing next Thursday, 8.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, every week, EST, EST. Emperor Standard Time. Now, one thing I, I am going to let you know on, on a couple little spoilers that, we're, that I'm working on. Um, for the future. We only have a couple minutes left in the show anyway, so uh, I, I don't want to launch into another topic that I'm not going to have a chance to get into the meat of. Because I did have something on my list if we had had the time. We, we just don't. You know, two hours really flies by when you're when you never shut up, essentially. Um, there's a couple segments I want to do. One of which is going to be like Ask the Emperor. Which is going to be, you know, maybe the last ten minutes of a show where you know, somebody fires off a question about PvP, and I answer it. I give my opinions on it. Maybe I throw it back out to you, the IRC crowd. I'm a very interactive guy. I require you to help, you know, shape a discussion, to help get in on it. I can sit up here and talk for two hours, and you can listen. But that's not very fun to me. That's not very entertaining. It's not very interesting. But that's one of the segments we're working on. I'm working on – we're working on a couple different radio bits – they're going to be World of Warcraft related. Um, and as soon as I get some of my voice actors in here that can actually do this or record things for me. Um, but they're going to be fun. They're going to be funny. A lot of them are satirical in nature. You know, maybe something's going to be a pun. What I'm trying to get at, folks, and, and I, I, this is not something we're normally going to discuss. Usually we'll go right to the end on a topic. But because this is the first show of the, you know, the Empress Court airing back on WoW Radio, and because I'm sure a lot of you haven't been listening to the show on, on Radio Link Network, and it's been different in the format that it was there. I just want you to, I guess it's kind of a catch-22, I want you to expect and not expect certain things. When it all comes down to it, we want this you know, to be fun. Oh, here we go. Now I'm getting, I'm getting tells about making fun of role players and care bears and, oh, good God. Okay, you know what? This is the whiner's segment. You know, that's the segment we're going to have to bring back. That, I, mean, uh, I agree. We're, we're jotting notes on here. The whiner's segment is going to have to make a triumphant return to the show because, wow, there sure is a hell of a lot of you. <laughs>
I'm going to write this down. Yeah, we're going to have – I mean that's one thing we're going to bring back is one. Back in the day when we originally did this um, show, there was a period of time – and a lot of you know this who so were still playing uh, – when World of Warcraft was an absolute uh, hellhole for the way some of the aspects of this game was working. And, and a lot of the shows you know, took a very anti, very negative approach to the game, which is kind of odd if you think about it because we were still playing the – you know, paying to play it. But you know, it was an absolute headache for all the you know all the time. But we just you know on, on a funny note, I put in the Weiner segment where I would play it, and then I'd have like five minutes of ranting about something. And it got to the point where I would just play it at the beginning of the show because that's the entire you know show would be a rant. You know, this dungeon didn't work, or the server lag was terrible, or something was overpowered, or a spell was broken, or I'm tired of blinking through the middle of the world. You know, I'm tired of Captain Placeholder. You know, being there because the Zeppelins and the boats were dropping us in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm tired of dying in Agamar and having to resurrect in Strangathorn Vale or some other godforsaken bug that was in the game. Just went on and on and on and on and on. Arcane Missiles, that's not what Stanley brings it up. Yes, Arcane Missiles, that was another headache. I'd fire Arcane Missiles and I'd sit there for a good five seconds watching my hand in front of me, you know, doing a little channel thing and nothing would come out. Patch. After patch, after patch, after patch. So I think you kind of get the impression of where we were going with it at the time. It ceased to be funny because it became more and more true. So there's that. Yes, I know we're winding down. We've got to, we got to get out of here soon. I know. I'm being uh, told in the background here that uh, we're running out of time. So. All right, a couple things we got to get to uh, real quick before we take off. Oh, wow. No, throat kind of gets dry after two hours, if you think about it. Have you ever actually talk for two hours? That's not as easy as it looks. It really isn't. All right, real quick, um, people want to thank. Uh, obviously, want to thank you to listener for tuning in. Folks, uh, hey, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. It's great to be back on World of Warcraft Radio, but I wouldn't have agreed to it. I wouldn't have even bothered looking into it, you know, if you weren't a great listening group. And I appreciate that. All right, I want to thank Mystic Mim and Irish for doing the voiceovers tonight and for helping to work on a few projects. Uh, Mystic Mim especially has helped with a lot of the commercials you're going to hear and have heard. Um, uh, I want to thank my uh, Mechahawk uh, for one of my guardsmen for running up, finding a couple articles for me, uh, some information. That's always great. There's a lot to do, and it's sometimes it's hard to do all myself. So, anyways, folks, tune in next Thursday, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Empress Court. Hey, it's great. It's great to be back. Thanks for tuning in. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.